0: And we found ourselves ensconced at a table presided over by another scarlet judge, this time of a somewhat malign and Welsh variety, known as Mr. Justice Hugh Gwent Evans, together with his spouse Lady Gwent Evans. Claude Erskine Brown and his better half, Philly Erskine Brown, Nee Trant, the portion of our chambers. "'mixed with an assortment of younger barristers with their wives or live-in companions. "'As dinner drew to an end, I discovered that my glass had been refilled at such regular intervals "'that I was seeing the whole proceedings lit by a kind of golden glow. "'I also saw, somewhat to my surprise, that she who must be obeyed was in animated conversation "'with the Welsh judge who was regarding her with admiration.' His small eyes bright with enjoyment at her lengthy reminiscences of life in the distant days when her daddy, C.H. Whiston, ruled our chambers at Equity Court. At long length the proceedings wound to an end, and Mr. Justice Gwent Evans pulled out his gold repeater and said, with every appearance of disappointment, "'Good heavens, is that the time?' I hate to break up such an extraordinarily enjoyable evening, but the learned judge (coughs) is looking at the time. My voice sounded from where I sat pleasantly resonant. I had the cue for one of my best stories, one which has never failed in my long experience to set the table on a roar. "'I well remember when old Judge Quentin Starkey "'in a London Sessions looked at the time. "'It was during an indecent assault. "'A sort of things always went on in cinemas round Bethnal Green. "'This girl was giving evidence. "'I was conscious of not playing to a particularly good audience. "'Indeed, Lady Gwent Evans appeared to dread the outcome of the anecdote.' Erskine Brown stifled a yawn, Philida looked at me tolerantly, although I knew that the outcome of the story would be no surprise to her. Hilda was stony-faced, and the judge cleared his throat in a warning manner. In spite of all discouragement, I carried on, giving my well-known imitation of the witness's fluting tones. "'So he put his hand up my skirt, me lord. "'This bloke sitting beside me in the one and nines. Now I mimicked old Judge Starkey's low growl put his hand up your skirt, did he? And then his honour looks at the clock and finds us dead on lunchtime. Put his hand up your skirt Well, I suggest we leave it there until ten past two. <laughs> One of the wives laughed loudly. The other young barristers seemed more moderately amused. Phillida did her best, and there was a weary titter from Claude, but no smiles from the judge's wife or Hilda. The Welsh wizard looked as though he had just witnessed an act of adultery in chapel. Erskine Brown broke the ensuing silence with a somewhat pointless remark. "Ah, uh, they don't have them nowadays." "'Indecent assaults in flick houses? "'Of course they do. "'Why, only the other day at Uxbridge. "'No, no, I mean the one and Ninepennies. "'Oh, perhaps you're right. "'Let's say it's a joke from my distant past. Eh, "'Not a bad story, though, eh? "'Ha, <laughs> ha, ha! "'Whatever it happened!' "'The judge rose to his feet in determined manner "'and asked his wife if she were ready to go. "'She told him that she'd been ready for some time.' Uh, "'Delighted to meet you, Mrs. Rumpel. "'Quite delightful,' the judge said before he left us. "'I do hope we meet again soon.' "'I noticed that I was not included "'in his eager anticipation of any future get-together.' "'Telling that disgusting story about the girl at the Odeon!' "'Hilda sat in the taxi, travelling down the mall, "'leaving as much unoccupied seat between us as possible.' The temperature had dropped to a point at which your fingers would fall off if you stayed out in it too long. It wasn't the Odeon, I ventured to correct her. It was the regal cinema Bethnal Green. And you told it for the hundredth time. You must be getting senile. Oh, old jokes are always welcome. Like old poetry, old wine, old...